Hi everybody, welcome to Live the Light, a show about life, love, and living your bliss, and I'm your host, Nicole Bowman. I want to thank you guys so much for sharing your light with me and, and being a part of the show today. And today's show is about the power of words and the power of language. Words and language are huge. Um, it's huge because what we say um, and what we do really shapes our future. Oftentimes what we speak about, what we talk about is what we ultimately begin to live, you know. Um, so it's very, very important to be very mindful and careful of, of what you say. You know, that, that's something that I've learned the hard way. And many people I've read for over the years have learned the hard way. But when we put words out there, we can't exactly take them back. So make sure that, you know, you, you're very clear and, and you're assured and you're certain in what you're saying before you say it. That being said, I want to talk today about using our words and using our language to shape the type of future we want to have on this planet. You know, um, some people may call what I'm doing light work. Some people may call it, you know, the work of a spiritual worker. I mean, you can call it whatever you like. Um, but but from my perspective, what I'm doing, and it's not just me, there's many of us like this, what we're really doing is wanting to have uh, more peace and more understanding in our local communities and then hopefully the world at large. And I think that one of the most powerful ways to be able to do that is to use our language and, and our words to speak into existence what it is that we want as opposed to using our language and words to tear each other down, uh, to attack one another, and so forth. Um, now, as we move into this show, you know, it may certainly seem like I'm digressing, but, but understand that I am coming to a point. And in order to come to that point, and in order to, to share a little bit more with you, I want to talk a bit about race relations in the United States of America. Um, as I broadcast, um, ironically enough, I'm actually not in the United States right now. I'm in Bucharest, Romania. And I'm really enjoying my time in Romania. And I, I love actually traveling abroad and going to different countries. And the reason why is every time I go to a different country, I learn a little bit of the language. I learn a bit of the customs. Um, I learn about how the people worship the divine there. Um, I learn, uh, you know, about how people share love for each other there and how they express that love. And it, it's, it's educational, but beyond that, it's just uplifting and, and it's healing. And I, and I really enjoy that aspect of traveling. The other thing, though, is that what my travels have shown me more so than anything is we as the people of planet Earth are very diverse, all different skin textures and hair colors, uh, races, ethnicities, you know, sexualities, um, gender identification and so forth. But the truth is that we're far more similar than we are different. Everywhere I go, um, I see time and time again how each and every one of us is a spark of the divine. You know, uh, quite a few years ago, I was in the Balkans, uh, specifically in Montenegro. 
and in Montenegro that's an area that is um, heavily populated by Serbians and Croatians and so the language that's spoke there is Serbo-Croatian it's a mixture of Serbian and Croatian and I learned some words and some greetings in the language but but I certainly was not fluent in it and I didn't learn it all and I remember that almost every morning I would go to a coffee shop and I would just get a cup of coffee and I would sit and I would write and I would think you know and there was a man who cleaned the coffee shop and he didn't speak any English at all he only spoke Croatian and I remember one day this was towards the end of my trip in Montenegro I was getting ready to leave and I remember coming outside of the coffee shop and standing there and he looked at me and he smiled and he lifted his hands up to the sky and he pointed up to the sky and then he brought his hands back down and I knew exactly what he was talking about he was referring to the light of God and the light of divine you know and even though he and I um, didn't share a lot of conversation because I only know a few words of creation he understood that just as he was a spark of the divine so was I and language was not a barrier in our communication in fact the little bit of language that he did have you know um, he used to try and communicate with me and and there in, in that moment he, he just used his body as the language his gestures as the language to communicate that we were connected and that experience with that man always stuck with me even today like if I just sit back for a moment I just have a picture of him standing there with his arms up smiling at the sky and bringing his hands back down and looking at me and smiling at me you know and you know he's Croatian I'm American you know his skin is white my skin is brown that didn't stop us from relating to one another and seeing the God in each other and I think that in the United States of America we're in a very pivotal and we're in a very very crucial time um, to quote the actress Uzo Aduba I think I'm saying her name correctly I hope so uh, you know we're in a time where we can be the people that we say we are you know we, we the, the people that say we believe in peace and love and joy and equality we can begin to be that we can begin to speak that we can begin to live that or we can digress and we can rather regress if you will and the choice is really up to us um, about a week or so ago, uh, maybe earlier, I was talking with one of my colleagues who is also a spiritual intuitive, and she let me know that unfortunately in the state of Texas, there was a deputy who was murdered. Um, this deputy was murdered, and she asked me and a group of other intuitives if we could just pray and, and lift up his family in prayer. And I said, absolutely. I'll pray for that deputy, I'll pray for his family, that they get the closure that they need, um, the healing that they need, and so forth. Um, and, and interestingly enough, just a couple of months prior to that, Sandra Bland uh, died in police custody in Texas, right? So you have two victims, two families, one black, one, one white, they've both lost someone that they love. In the Bland family, 
You have a mother that's without her child. You have sisters that were out their sister. You have nieces and nephews that are without their auntie. In the deputy's case, you have a father that's been taken away from the family. You have an uncle that's been taken away from the family. You have a police officer that's been taken away from the community. This is challenging stuff. And as a spiritual intuitive or a spiritual worker, it's very hard for me to look at this and not feel for both families, because I do feel for both families. And it's very hard for me uh, not to look at this and think about how we could have prevented it or how we're going to prevent this in the future. A couple of weeks ago, I was reading Coyote Healing, which is a great book on shamanism. And in it, the author talks about looking at things more on a local level to help us move to a global level. And what I mean by that is this. Um, instead of praying for world peace, we look at our local community or we look at our country and we look at what can be done to reshape and reframe things in our country so that our citizens, both nationally and locally, have a sense of peace and have a sense of safety around them. And when I thought about um, Sandra Bland and I thought about the deputy, unfortunately, who lost his life, um, that's immediately what sparked and that's immediately what came to mind, you know. Um, we are constantly speaking into existence, the future. We are constantly remembering the future. We are constantly rehashing the future. We are consciously speaking out the future and speaking out what will be. I choose to say, and I choose to believe, that while we have a serious problem of inequality in the United States of America, not just in connection with race, but also in connection to class, gender, sexuality, and so forth. I choose to believe that there are those of us who are starting to wake up. And I use my words to speak into existence that there are those of you listening here that are waking up and are saying no more of this. Because the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, we are all a part of the human race. We are all a part of the divine. And if one of us perishes, all of us ultimately are going to perish. If there is a fire in this community over here, if we don't put that fire out, eventually it's going to spread. So we're at a really, really crucial time where we can speak out and say no more of this. We are all equal. We, are all, we all matter. Our lives are sacred. Human life is sacred. And we need to honor that life. I think that we have the ability 
we have the talent, we have the strength to get there. I wasn't planning on talking about race relations today, interestingly enough. I I was actually planning on talking about love and relationships and um, possibly using that, um, you know, as an example of how you speak into existence what you want. But I think that, you know, what's going on in our United States of America with so many citizens and now police officers losing their lives and there being so much miscommunication, misunderstanding, injustice and brutality, it has to stop, you know. And um, I've talked about it now more on a national level, but I want to talk a little bit about this more on a local and a personal level, you know. Um, We can talk all day about uh, the violence you know, that we see out there in the world. Um, But what about the acts of violence? What about the acts of treason? What about the negative things we say and do in our day-to-day relationships, um, in our local communities? When we have the opportunity to give a positive word or say something positive or celebrate and use our words to celebrate someone's success, Do we celebrate with them or do we tear them down? You know, um, how are we using our words? Are we using them to say what we're thankful for and grateful for? Are we using them to, to talk about people and mistreat people and make fun of people? All of those things carry a weight and vibration. And, you know, that weight and vibration you know, may not necessarily be as strong as what is happening on a global level, but I would definitely say that what we say, what we do, and how we behave affects our local communities, which in turn does affect us nationally, which in turn, you know, does affect us globally. So start in your home, start in your family, start with your children, be kinder to people. You know, um, one of my strengths, and I'm aware it's my strength, is my ability to speak, my ability to talk, my ability to write, my ability to tell stories, right? Language is a gift that I have, a way with words, understanding words. But my strength can also become my weakness. And in some cases, it has become my weakness when instead of taking a moment to think, and surmise and figure out what's going on. Instead, I just blurt out whatever is in my head. And those words can heal people or they can hurt people. Those words can add fuel to the fire or those words can uplift. So I think that we have to be a little bit more mindful of what we say, not just on social media, though I think that's important too, but I think we have to be more mindful of what we say in our day-to-day interactions with people. What I challenge you to do this week in your life and and, in your interactions, instead of um, gossiping or speaking negatively about people or making fun of them or putting them down, and we've all done it, myself included, right? But instead of coming from that place, 
What if we use our words and we use our language to give people compliments? What if we use our words and we use our language to tell someone how beautiful they are? What if we use our words and we use our language to look outside and see the trees and the sky and the animals and thank Creator for the beauty that we've been allowed to see? What if we use our words in that direction? What if we use our words to say to the family of Sandra Bland, to say to the family of that deputy, I'm sorry for your loss and I hope that you heal and I see you and you matter and we've got you. We've got to get to the point we're more cognizant we're more aware of what's coming out of our mouths you know that was a lesson that I learned um, and I'm still learning you know um, just a couple of months ago when I learned of Sandra's death and it rocked me to my core you know because I saw a lot of myself in her and uh, and it is difficult sometimes you know, when, when you see someone who seems to be taken in the prime of their life, it is, it's difficult and it's challenging um, to choose your words carefully and to choose what you share carefully and to make sure that what you're saying is getting us to a place of healing versus a place of just more discord. Um, and to the deputy who unfortunately lost his life and the people who were unfortunately gunned down in the Charleston shooting many months ago you know let's make their deaths matter let's be certain that their deaths and the way they died is not in vain let's talk about the way that they lived Let's see each other's beauty instead of trying to see the negative in people. We all have prejudices. We all, you know, have our stereotypes and our views of things. But if we're going to move into this new energy where we really do evolve spiritually, we're going to have to let that stuff go. We're going to have to see every man, every woman, every child, every person, every animal, every living thing as a spark of the divine. And instead of using our words to justify deaths, to justify murders, to incite even more discord, let's look at what's really going on, which is we're not valuing human life. And we need to use our words and our actions and our day-to-day interactions with the people in our families that we love to say, your life matters. Because here's the thing, if we do this on a personal level, this will happen in our local communities, which will then happen on a national level, which will then happen on a global level. If we as the American people say we we value human life and we use our voices to say we're not going to take citizens 
police officers, you know, we're not going to take our precious citizens losing their lives for no good reason. It's not okay. This stops with us. If we lift our voices and say that, and then we demonstrate that by valuing life in our families, by valuing the life of our neighbors, by valuing the life of animals, by valuing the life of living things, we can project for a better future. I know that some of what I'm saying may not give the most clear-cut instructions on how to make that happen. And I know that today I said I was going to talk about the power of words and, you know, I moved into race relations and equality and human rights. But it's all really interconnected. If we can't use our words to liberate, if we can't use our words to uplift, if we can't use our words to see uh, not only ourselves, but our family, our friends, perfect strangers as happy, healthy, whole, and worthy of life, what is language even for? So I'll just leave you with that. I thank you for listening, and I challenge you to be more careful with what you say. I've made the decision that I, too, am going to be even more careful with what I say. Everything that has happened over the past few months has shown me the power of words, the power of language, the power of verbiage. So let's use it to make lives matter. Let's use it to make lives of the human race count. So I wish you a fabulous week and I wish you a fabulous month. It's September. If you're in the northern United States, go outside and break some leaves or something. I don't know. Um, But always remember to live your light and live your bliss and love yourself. You're God, you're a spark of the divine and you matter. Never forget that.